0: Hearing the case for Jesus as the Son of God. Because family, we don't just want to know the truth, we want to know why we believe the truth. Amen. And so, uh, I believe this study for you today will be very helpful. Maybe, would it be helpful if we turn off this light? If we turn off this one, would it be helpful? Is that helpful? Can you see it better? Not too much now, we don't want them going to sleep. All right, here we go. You won't go to sleep with me, though. I'll keep you up. Family, it is great to see you all here again today. Uh, Truly, it is awesome to be able to worship our God together. Amen? Amen. Let's jump in. Now, the goal here today is to help you see the evidence. We're going to look at not just the Bible, of course, but we're going to look at extra-biblical evidence. Things outside the Bible that prove that Jesus lived, that he died, and that he rose from the dead, and people were talking about it. Are you with me here? Because you cannot put just the Bible to explain the Bible, right? You have to use outside evidence. Let's see what the Bible has to say. We're even going to look and see what the Quran says about Jesus. So for all our Muslim friends who need to come to the truth and get to know our God, I want to inspire them here too. Amen. Let's jump on in. What's our agenda today? Well, number one, did Jesus claim to be the Son of God or just a good teacher or prophet? Are you with me? Number two, is the eyewitness testimony of his resurrection reliable? We want to make sure that if people claim, I've eyewitnessed this. Well, amen. Let's see if that's reliable. Number three, we're going to look at the reliability of biblical evidence. We're going to see the authorship, archaeology, the content. We're going to break it on out. And of course, the resurrection from the dead. And you know, a lot of people, even though they claim to believe it, they, they, they still have doubts, right? Yep. But I always tell people, isn't it shocking if you were to talk to someone from, I don't know, as, as early, as late as the 1800s, okay? Not even going back to the 1200s or before that. And you were to tell them, hey, listen, you see these two paddles right here? If I go like this... do with electrical current, I will bring someone back to life. What would they say to you? Crazy you are crazy. You're a witch. And we're going to burn you. Right? Right? That's probably what people in the 1870s will probably say to you. Yeah. Right? But yet, of course, man had the technology to be able to make a defibrillator. To be able to shock their heart back to life. Isn't it remarkable that the same God that gave us the wisdom to be able to shock people back to life, do you think the creator of heaven and earth could raise from the dead? Uh, Are you with me here? And so the the logic is clear. We're going to study it out together. We're also going to look, are there any neutral parties, non-Christians, who can verify the evidence? Because we don't want to be biased, right? We want to see what the evidence is. Now, let's just take a look at some of the minimal facts. That talk that really all even the skeptics are united on. Number one, Jesus is a historical figure and was killed by crucifixion. That is true. That is a fact. Even the skeptics acknowledge that. Jesus' disciples believed he arose and appeared to them. We're going to see the the conversion of a church persecutor, Paul and you know it's pretty remarkable Paul was not just anybody he was what a Pharisee of Pharisees right. now I appreciate Talani giving up his job to go to, to answer the call of full time ministry Come on. Paul gave up his career as a Pharisee to become a speaker for Jesus Christ mm-hmm. the conversion of the skeptic James Jesus half brother and of course the fact that Jesus' tomb is empty if you go there it's empty that's a fact isn't Jesus just a legend though well let's see Of course not. Thousands of extra-biblical manuscripts prove Jesus to be a historical figure, and therefore, he's not a legend. Amen? Amen. You're only a legend if there's no evidence to really prove that. There's more historical evidence for Jesus than Napoleon or Julius Caesar. Ah, But everyone believes that Julius Caesar existed. Everyone believes Napoleon existed, but they don't want to talk about Jesus. Okay? The the scholar Otto Betts, in his book, What Do We Know About Jesus? says, no serious scholar has ventured to claim that Jesus was a non-historical character. So, we understand Jesus was a real man. He lived. And this is not just some myth or legend we're talking about right here. Amen? Next. Now, as we examine today, we're going to look at different evidence. We're going to look at eyewitness testimonies from the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Are they reliable or are they biased? We're going to see. Supporting testimonies we're going to see Jewish and Roman historians who confirm many events in the Bible And of course we're going to have the material evidence, the archaeological evidence, stuff you can touch Literally showing evidence from the time in the Bible referring to characters in the Bible that we have today Next So is Jesus the Son of God or is he just a good prophet? Now, we see that even those from the um, Muslim faith believe that Jesus existed. Yeah. Right? And they believe that he was a good prophet. Yeah. But we're going to examine that theory. Let's take a look. It's interesting. The name that's there is controversy. Why do you think when people talk about God, most people smile? But when you mention Jesus Christ, how do people react? Right. Well, why is it that this name, more than any other name of any religious leader, causes irritation? Right? Because he claimed to be God. He claimed to rise from the dead the only way to heaven. Buddha did not rise from the dead. Right. And he didn't claim to be God. He had an eightfold path. and He said, hey, if you want to follow my way, here's a philosophy for you. Confucius didn't claim to be God. Muhammad did not claim to be God. Did not claim to rise from the dead. Are you with be here. Yeah. Okay. But for you, who do you personally say Jesus is? Because, you know, many people come to church today because, you know, these are the two days out of the year that are most religious, quote-unquote. Right. Christmas about and Easter. So if you're a priester, you go to church on Christmas and Easter, amen? Oh, wow. But the, 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 the issue here is that we cannot look at, you know, people love to look at Jesus when he's a baby, and look at, they love to look at Jesus when he was dead. Wow. But they don't like to look at Jesus when he's alive and preaching the word. Wow. Right. Talk about I wonder it. why that is. Next slide. Come on, bro. So do, do all quote-unquote good ways lead to heaven? Well, the question is, what is good? Right. And who defines what good is? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, John fourteen six. A lot of people say, I'm a Christian, but I also believe everyone else is okay. Oh. You can't do that. That goes against what Jesus says. Yeah. So therefore, that means you're not really a Christian. Yes. Right. You're just someone that wants to be a people pleaser. Yes. If you believe that 2 plus 2 equals 4, and someone comes to you and says 2 plus 2 equals 6, just because they look nice, or they have they have a nice character, a nice family, or their church is really big, does not make a difference. 2 plus 2 still equals 4. Yeah. Are you thing. with me here? Yeah. Sure. What else did he say? Acts 4.12, salvation is found in no one else. These are absolute statements. For there is no other name, as in Jesus, under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Those are absolute statements. Do you believe that? Yes. Because if you claim to be a Christian, that's what Jesus states. That's what Jesus believes. That's what Jesus' conviction is. Yeah. Next. And Jesus didn't just claim to be nobody. He claimed to be someone. What does he say? Jesus claimed to be God. Mm-hmm. I and the Father are one. Again, the Jews picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said to them, I have shown you many great miracles from the Father, for which do you stone me? We're not stoning you for any of these, replied the Jews, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. So everyone around him understood that he claimed to be God. You get what I'm saying? It's not like, well, was this, some people try to say who are Jehovah's Witnesses, well, Jesus didn't say, no, he did say many times. Even in John 10, he's like, I am. Remember when he says the I am? Well, who else talks about the I am? It's God from the Old Testament. Next. All these scriptures talk about this. John 5, you see Jesus' deity in judgment. John 10, we just looked at. John 12, he says, Whenever you see me, you see the Father. Mark 14, he claims he's the Son of God. It's very clear. Jesus is very clear about what he says. Next slide. Like I mentioned, even the Quran speaks for Jesus. Let's see what it says. He, referring to Jesus, said... I am indeed a servant of God. He has given me revelations and made me a prophet. He has made me blessed wheresoever I be. He has enjoined on me prayer and charity as long as I live. He has made me kind to my mother and not overbearing or miserable. Okay. (laughs) That's supposedly what the Quran says about Jesus. Well, what's interesting here is that the Quran says that Jesus is a prophet, right? He says, referring to Jesus, that he is what? A prophet, right? Okay. Okay. Well what are the implications of that? So first of all, we see that the Quran confirms that Jesus lived, mm-hmm. confirms that he's a prophet. Yeah. Okay? But let's, what else? What else do we see? Next slide. Let's finish the surah here. It goes on. It says, So peace is on me the day I was born, the day I die, and the day I shall be raised up to life again. Oh my. <laughs> All right. Remember last week I brought my Quran for you. Yeah. Such was Jesus, the son of Mary. It's referring to Jesus. Wow. It is a statement of truth about which they mainly dispute. It is not befitting to the majesty of Allah that he should beget a son, glory be to him. When he determines that marriage only says to it, be and it is. Surah nineteen thirty to thirty-five. You can go to someone who is who is a Muslim and say, Can I see your Quran? <laughs> Turn to Surah nineteen. <laughs> Let's read verse 30 to 35. In that surah, that your own book claims that Jesus, quote unquote, a prophet, raised to life. What do you believe about that, my Muslim friend? (laughs) The Quran speaks of the resurrection. But what are the implications of this? Next slide. Is Jesus just a good prophet? No. Jesus can't just be a good prophet. Well, why is that? Because he claimed to be the Son of God. He claimed to be God in the flesh. So, there's no any no good prophet would say, I am God. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Next, as a result, he's either a liar, he's a lunatic, or he really is Lord. Are you with me here? Yes. So, let's take a look here. By definition, a good prophet can't be a liar. And can't be a lunatic. By definition. Yes. Right. Right? You, you can't be a good prophet and be a liar. Or be a lunatic are, are you following the logic here? Have I lost you? Okay. So Jesus must be Lord. And again, how could Muhammad be greater than Jesus if he never claimed to be able to rise from the dead? I'm trying to give you questions to ask your Muslim friends. Because if there's one truth, we gotta get united on the truth. And we can't be superficial or sentimental. That's right. Just because we want to please everybody. Come on, Andrew. Kind of like what it says in Luke 16. You try to please everybody when they're in the fires of hell saying, like, hey, I'm sorry. That's it. That's pretty intense right there. If we understand what we're talking about. <laughs> is Jesus really the Son of God? Let's examine this one. A sign that confirms Jesus the Son of God is what? The resurrection from the dead, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the power of Christianity. Christianity, without the resurrection, Christianity is just a philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Without the resurrection, it's just some nice teachings. But what what power proves that this teaching is from God? The resurrection. Not no one, not even the prophets, I've done this. It goes on, it says, next bro. Matthew 16, a wicked, this is Jesus speaking, a wicked and adulterous generation looks for a miraculous sign but none will be given it except the sign of Jonah. This is what Jesus said in Matthew 16. Now, it's funny that he says, go back up a second, bro. A wicked and adulterous generation looks for a miracle sign. Don't people look a lot for miracles here? I want a miracle! I want to see! They want to come to church to be entertained. I want the preacher to entertain me. Entertain you? How about you repent? All right, about how about you be a disciple of Jesus Christ to be holy? Amen. What do you think this is? Some, 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 some circus or some show? And sadly, in a lot of ways, your people are going to see magicians and not ministers. <laughs> it says here, not only given it except the sign of Jonah. Hang on, bro. Go back up again. What is the sign of Jonah? Three days. People thought that Jonah was dead. In a whale, right? In a fish. right? And then what happened? He was alive! He said, the same sign that Jonah had, guess what I'm going to do? Right? You get it now? Mm-hmm. Do you get it now? Okay. And so, next slide, next um, verse here. It says, 1 Corinthians 15, 14. If Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, if you don't have a deep conviction about the resurrection, I don't know what kind of faith you really have. That's why we need to have conviction about what we're talking about here. Right. But why aren't more people teaching this? Why aren't more people equipping the saints to be able to know the reason why they believe what they believe? A lot of people just go on emotion. Yeah. They go, ah, oh, I feel like I'm a Christian. Ah, my church, I've been going to this church for years now, so this is it. <laughs> oh, I see this in the Bible, okay, it says marriage must be, okay, you must keep the marriage bed pure, okay, so I can do everything up to that then, before I get married. They have their own interpretations of scriptures. Yeah, are you with me here? Yeah. Guys, we got to hold to God's word. Next slide. The resurrection truly is everything. It is the quintessential proof that Jesus is God. It is the foundation of Christianity. Next the Bible reads here, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, you're still in your sins. Yep. So if Jesus has not been raised, this whole thing about I'm redeemed, I'm forgiven. No, you're not. If Jesus has not been raised. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. 1 yep. Corinthians 15, 17 and 19. Next slide. There's, let's take a look at some eyewitness testimony in Martyrdom. Because we want to see the evidence for what happened here. I'm not sure if any of you can see this picture, but this is a very famous picture of the saints there praying. Um, you have one of the brothers standing up praying there, and you see the is coming out of the gates. Right? This, this is real stuff. This is what was going on back then. Um, and you see, of course, an entire crowd coming to look at it. So when you think about persecution, and you know, this persecution, even here in Nigeria, we go upstate, we go up north, This real persecution, right? Yeah. But here, they literally had Christians, they put them on crosses, crucify them, and then light them on fire for their parties. Wow. These are people being lit on fire while the lions are getting ready to chew the others. Imagine if you had a daughter, a son. My wife and I, we have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old, Naomi and Isaiah. And they say, hey, listen, Just deny Christ. And I won't send your wife to the lions. You won't watch your children be eaten alive. That is the faith of the first century church. That is the faith of the disciples. And yet people have the audacity today to call themselves Christians and still live a wicked, immoral, deceitful, adulterous life. That's why I gave up everything. Because I didn't want to live some hypocritical form of godliness. Yeah. I wanted to really live for the truth. Amen. I, I'm glad that you are here. and You've come to do the same. Amen. Next slide. Is it just a bunch of stories? Well, we see what the Bible says. In Peter, he says, he did not says, we did not follow the cleverly amended stories so when we told you about the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we are eyewitnesses of his majesty. 2 Peter 1.16 Why would men who ran when Jesus was arrested and crucified preach to their deaths that he had resurrected? Does that make any sense whatsoever? Yeah. Well, let's take a look at this. Next slide. Was this just a mass hallucination? In 1 Corinthians 15, he says, After that, he, Jesus, appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time. Like, I don't know how many of us are here today. Maybe about 120, 130. Imagine if Jesus just appeared to us. And one person said, ah, I've seen Jesus! Okay. But if everyone said that, you think it would be, it would be fake or false? Or, or True. It'd probably be true, right? You maybe but fool maybe there's one or two people that are just being hysterical. But five hundred people? Really? Okay. Was this just a mass hallucination? I doubt it. Next. This is pretty intense here. There's a book called The Fox's Book of Martyrs. And it talks about, you know, what happened to each one of the apostles. James, the first martyr of the apostles, was beheaded. And you gotta think, right? The same guys that ran away, now after his resurrection, Jesus' resurrection, now preach the word to their depths. When would you say, hey, hey, as the axe is coming down on your head, hey, okay, listen, I know I was just having a little fun. You know that Jesus guy? Yeah, he's actually over in Greece. Wow. Right. You know what I mean? Like, when would you be like, oh, hey, okay, hey, hey, okay, I was just joking. Right, right, right. James is beheaded. Nice. Peter, executed by crucifixion, head down because he considered himself unworthy to be crucified the way Jesus was. Next. Andrew, my namesake, crucified at Patras and Achaia. A later tradition describes him as being crucified in a spread eagle position. Next. John, as in the John who wrote Revelation, boiled in oil before dying a natural death at Ephesus in 98 or 100 AD. Can you imagine that? I'm going to put you in hot oil miraculously he survived next, Bartholomew this one is even more intense well, maybe not traditionally, he met his death by being flayed or skinned alive and then beheaded at Durban, north of present day Baku, on the Caspian Sea in what is now India so as they're skinning you, when would you say hey, I was just joking about this resurrection thing (laughs) are you with me here? Right. next Matthias asked to death Wow. next Thomas speared to death near Madras on the east coast James the last martyred in Egypt Jude shot with arrows in Persia Simon and killed in Persia Paul beheaded in Rome see guys con men may lie for money but they're not going to die for a lie exactly. uh, you're with me here you, you got you to understand the evidence for the resurrection next Let's take a look at some eyewitness testimonies for Jesus. Of course, the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I'll try to give you some Renaissance pictures here. Pretty cool. Why should you believe any of these Gospels in the Bible? Right? Why should you believe? Okay, let's take that out. Right. Let's take a look at the reliability of biblical evidence. Now, I hope I don't lose you here. Mm-hmm. Oh. Here we go. Evidence for reliability of the Gospels. Now, a number of characteristics in the Gospels make them more reliable, such as they report the uglier side of the story. Yep. For example, Peter denied Jesus three times, right? Like if you're writing the gospel, you're like, I don't want to share that. Maybe I just didn't go it all the way. But don't put it in, I denied three times. Okay, fine, put it in. I mean, are you with me here? Yeah. Next, if you want to start a new made-up religion, right? Say these guys are like, okay, how do we start Christianity? Would you portray an important figure like Peter as a wimp? Uh. <laughs> are you with me here? Would you portray him as a wimp? No, you wouldn't. Right? He's supposed to be the important... He was supposed to lead the church. Right. I mean the Nigerians three times. You think if someone in Nigeria was was writing a story of their church, they would put in the bad stuff? Uh, I don't think so. Next. They include weaker but truthful testimonies. For example, women's testimonies were worthless in ancient Jewish society. And yet, the first people that discovered the empty tomb were all women. Amen, sisters? (laughs) Guys, if you want to start a new made-up religion, you'd probably want men to discover the empty tomb. (laughs) You'd want to give them the the, the glory, right? Uh right. Nice. Why do we believe? The accounts are reliable. Memories fade, and the people who witnessed the event die. But we see that the four Gospels are written very early after Jesus' death and resurrection. Mark was written around 70 AD, Matthew around 80, Luke around 80, John around 90. Now why is that important? Next slide. Um, The Gospels were all written after Paul's letters. Paul's conversion occurred around 32, 35 AD. His first meeting with the Apostles in Jerusalem happened around 35, 38 AD. His ministry probably began in the late 40s AD. And Paul's letter would probably have been written in the 50 AD, 20 years after Jesus' death. Not a long time at all. Next. Why is this important? Because if Jesus' birth... Sorry, death, resurrection happened in 33 AD, right? Mark's gospel 78, 70 AD. 40 years. There are still people alive in 70 AD who are alive in 33 AD. Yes. Yes. Right, are you with me here? Yes. So if Mark was lying, he'd be corrected. I mean, it's like saying something... What if someone told you the Pigs War didn't happen? Yes. When did the Pigs War happen? When did it happen? 1967, right? 66. Okay, so imagine who was here during the Roman War? Was was anyone here alive during the Roman War? Of course, of course. So if you try to say, ah, no, the Roman War never happened, people are like, what are you talking about? I was alive, right? In the same way, if people are saying, hey, here's the gospel, this is what happened, people are like, if it wasn't true, people would say, no, 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 that's not true. Are you with me here? Okay, next. Look at the Bible verses. Contemporary texts today. Jesus died, call it 3033 AD. Caesar died, 44 BC. Mark, Gospel Mark, talked about him in 70 AD, right? So, you look at this here, the time between Jesus died and when Mark wrote 40 years. The time where we have the earliest surviving copy of Mark, 350 AD, the earliest surviving copy of Tacitus, the Roman historian that talked about Julius Caesar, 950 A.D. So which is more reliable? The evidence for Julius Caesar or the evidence for um, Jesus? Jesus. But yet everyone wants to believe in Julius Caesar. Mm, I wonder why. Next. What about the Bible verse Alexander the Great? Same thing we see. Alexander the Great died in 323. Earliest surviving copy of Plutarch. 950. Again, you see, we have more evidence and more reliable evidence for the Bible than even Alexander the Great. Next. Guys, we have more documented proof that the Bible is more reliable than the historical documents on kings. Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar. The Bible records what happened after a shorter period of time, because the memory fades, right? The Bible preserves the record for posterity better, and that's important because if you lose the writing, the record will not get passed down and so the Bible is the most reliable ancient document that we have today hey, you know? but yet more people don't get their PhDs in ministry theology, but they like getting their doctors and all a bunch of other stuff Right? interesting why else do we believe the Bible? not just because of manuscripts but because of what we see here imagine if you were to invent Christianity as a new religion, okay? we're going to have some fun from your own fantasy next want as the writers of the Gospels? Right? You probably want the most prominent disciples of Jesus write the Gospels, right? Like Peter, like Thomas, right? Okay. Well, let's see. What do we see in reality? Next. What do we see? Matthew, one of Jesus' disciples wrote the Gospel of Matthew, was a tax collector, a traitor to Jews. Next. Next. Mark, he was a follower of Peter. He wasn't even an apostle of Jesus. But of course, he walked with Peter. Luke was a follower of Paul. He was not even a Jew, he was a Greek. John, go on. John, one of Jesus' disciples, the youngest, inexperienced disciple of Jesus. Are you with me here? Yes. Next. If you wanted to invent a fake religion, You might as well make it look very good by having prominent disciples like Peter or Thomas write the Gospels. Right? Okay. Well, good news is that there are actually some Gospels that are called the Gospel of Thomas and the Gospel of Peter. But but they're not real Gospels. (laughs) These books have been absolutely removed from any kind of canon or anything else. Why? We talked about this last week. Let's take a look. That Gospel, quote-unquote, of Thomas 150 A.D twice as long as the time of uh, Mark, right? You see the late date of the writing is less reliable. The Gospel of Thomas was loved by Gnostics, and Gnostics emphasize the humanity of Jesus. A verse from the Gospel of Thomas, Simon Peter said to them, make Mary leave us, for females don't deserve life. What? What? (laughs) Jesus said, this is from the Gospel of Thomas, that's why, you know, a lot of people, they try to talk about nonsense, I'm like... Okay, Jesus said, look, I will guide her to make herself male for every female who makes herself male will enter the kingdom of heaven that's a piece of wickedness right there uh, are you with me? but you know what, in the United States they're doing that right now next slide the resurrected Jesus is huge guys are you with me? Yeah. next the gospel of Peter, 120 AD some verses from this quarter of the whole gospel concerning Jesus' resurrection this is pretty funny they saw three men come out of the tomb, two of them sustaining the other, and a cross following after them. <laughs> the Cross talking. The head of the two they saw had heads that reached up to heaven, but the head of him that was led by them went beyond heaven. Piece of nonsense. Oh uh, no. You know why you can trust the Bible is the truth. Amen? Yeah. Not this Gnostic garbage teaching. People try to, ah, I found a secret book in the Bible. Oh, it should be in the bottom. Get that garbage out of here. Next. <laughs> why else do we believe the Bible? <laughs> Content. Suppose you're about to invent Christianity as a new religion again. From your own fantasy. Let's see. Would you portray Jesus' disciples? How would you portray them? The founders of this new Christian faith. How would you portray them? As pure. Brave. Friendly. Like saints. Sure, you would. Next, all the usual good qualities. Who would want to follow bad examples in life? Next, what do we see in reality? Well, let's take a look. How are the disciples described in the Bible? bickering and backstabbing. Yep. Matthew 2021. 21. What is it you want, he asked. She said, grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. Hey. Amen. They were arguing about who was going to be the greatest, right? Yeah. Next. Cowards. Everyone ran away when Jesus was arrested. Peter, the leader, denied Jesus three times. Mm. Thomas was unbelieving. Doubting Thomas, Doubting Thomas right? You see, the reason why the Bible is real is because it's sincere and it's authentic. It's real. You don't try to if you were trying to make up your own story, you'd be like, ah, I'm gonna make things look good and sound good. God's like, look, here's a real story. Okay? This is it. Next. Guys, why are the disciples described in the Bible in such a bad light? Because it was the truth. That's right. And the naked truth is not always pretty and clean. Yeah. Are you with me here? in the same way for us, we need to get more open about the sins in our life too many people try to act like they're all sanctimonious and everyone's perfect guys, don't be like the religious world be honest, be real about where you are get help in your life so you can be who God calls you to be we gotta be willing to look our worst to be our best the truth can't be hidden and there are even prophecies to confirm it, next there are over 400 messianic prophecies in the Bible, Jesus fulfills them all the probability of only eight messianic prophecies being fulfilled is one times ten to the seventeenth power. Wow. Next. As you see, born of a virgin, what else? Born in Bethlehem, what else? Sold for 30 pieces of silver. I mean, can you imagine? Jesus is like, okay, listen. Born of a virgin, well, okay. Born in Bethlehem, oh man, imagine you being born like, I want to be this prophet, I want to be this Messiah. Where was I born? Oh, it wasn't. If you're trying to make that up, you can't make it up, right? You can't make up being born somewhere else. You have no control over that, right? Sold for thirty pieces of silver by Judas, wounded and bruised, but yet no bone broken, right? Can you imagine Jesus on the cross? Is like, okay, guys, listen, listen. You can't break my bones. If you break my bones, you break the prophecy. You can't break my bones. You know what I mean? Like, don't, no, don't break my bones. If you break my bones, right? Yeah, all right. And of course, the resurrection. Next, hey, the resurrection. Uh, that's a pretty intense uh, Renaissance picture right there, right? Donnie Thomas. <laughs> I really kind of like this picture because you see Jesus. Well, the picture is just you know, you know how Renaissance artists do—they paint everyone as white, but they're not white. So, but you see his hand right here. it's like, "Okay, oh, bro, you like you're hitting my liver. Take it out." <laughs> Oh, man. Intense. Next. Why do we believe, family? The evidence is clear. Next. The empty tomb. Why else do we believe? We have historical writings from non-Christians in the Jewish Talmud confirming Jesus' death by crucifixion on the Passover. In the Jewish Talmud, they even say it. It is thought on the eve of Passover they hung Yeshu, Jesus, in Talmud, Sanhedrin, 43a. This is is pretty intense that the Jews even talk about this. Next. We have historical writings. Many of Paul's letters, gospels, etc. Confirming the apostles' teaching of Jesus' resurrection. So what can we conclude? Jesus did die from a non-biblical source. What else? Jesus' disciples was preaching he had resurrected. What else? So what's the best way to make the apostles shut up about their preaching of Jesus' resurrection? What's the best way? Show me the Bible! Right. show them the dead body of Jesus and everyone shuts up uh-huh. Right. but what did the Jewish leaders do instead it says here in Matthew 28 when the chief priests had met the elders and devised a plan they gave the soldiers who were guarding the tomb a large sum of money, telling them you are to say his disciples came during the night and stole them away while we were asleep are you with me here yeah. if they fell asleep they would be killed yes. yeah. next why couldn't they do it, family? Because the tomb was empty. It's logic. It's just pure logic. Next. What are some arguments against the resurrection? These are good for you to know. He didn't really die. He just passed out. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, these are professional executioners, right? They confirmed his death now. That's why they even took the spear. <laughs> Are you with me here? Right into the heart. Water and blood coming out, right? So, was he sleeping through that too? Number two. The guards were sent to the wrong tomb, right? No. The tomb was near the cross. Pilate even knew where to send the guards. Next. Jesus' body was stolen by the disciples. Wow, they go from cowards to commandos. No, they were scared. They were hiding. How could they beat up Roman guards? Train killers after running away. Mark ran away so fast he lost his his clothes. Next. Ignatius Ignatius is a disciple uh, of the Apostle John, Bishop of Antioch. He was executed somewhere between 98 and 117 A.D. And it says here, he says, he, Jesus, he was carried in the womb, even as we are, for the usual period of time. And when he had lived among men for 30 years, he was baptized by John, really, and not in appearance. Because this is something that a lot of people think, maybe this stuff was all just vision. No, this actually happened. He was condemned, he was crucified in reality, and not in appearance, not in imagination, and not in deceit. He really died and was buried and rose from the dead. Next. We're going to wrap up here with some evidence from non Christian and neutral sources. This will encourage you. Next. All right. Now, here's the thing a testimony in a trial is strongest. Remember now, I'm kind of like the lawyer, and you're kind of the jury, and you have to, I have to try to give you enough evidence to prove without a reasonable doubt that Jesus rose from the dead. Are you with me here? Right, because none of us were there, so you have to look at the evidence. Amen? Right. So, a testimony in a trial is strongest when the witness has nothing to gain from the outcome. Right? The Gospels are testimonies of Christians. But luckily, we have plenty of supporting evidence from non Christians. Now, mind you, these historians did not actually intend to write about Jesus, therefore, confirming it. They wrote about Jesus because of the Christian movement that was started by Jesus' resurrection. Let's take a look. Thallus, he was a Samaritan-born historian. In AD 52, he attempted to explain the darkened sky at the time of Christ's death. What we just read today during communion. Are you with me here? When it says from the the sixth hour to the ninth hour, right? Darkness all over the land. It happened, guys. It was real, and a non-Christian talked about it. (laughs) Trying to say it was an eclipse, but an eclipse wasn't even due at that time of year. Josephus, a Jewish historian born 37 AD, records the crucifixion and resurrection reports. And then you have Tacitus, a Roman historian, wrote a the execution of Jesus. So you have a Samaritan, a Jew, and a Roman, Roman historian all writing about Jesus. Non-Christians laying it out. Next. There's a lot of writings here. For the sake of time, we'll fly through. This guy, Josephus, was a big time Jewish historian. He wrote in his book Antipodes about Jewish history. Tacitus, another big-time Roman historian. A lot of his stuff is called called the Annals. Uh, Suetonius, another Roman historian. Plain, you, you don't need to know all this, but the truth of it is that we learn a lot of Roman history from these guys. A lot of Jewish history from these guys. It's good for you to know this, so when you talk to someone who doesn't believe, you have evidence. Thanks. Alright. Look at Josephus on Jesus. Josephus on Jesus. I should be a book. <laughs> Now, there was about this time Jesus, a wise man. He drew over to him, both many of the Jews, and many of the Gentiles. And when Pilate, at the suggestion of the principal men among us, had condemned him to the cross. Okay. So, what do we see? A neutral party confirms that Jesus lived. Pilate lived, and that Jesus was crucified. You get what I'm saying here? Do you believe? Next. Josephus, also in his book, Antiquities, It says here, Festus was now dead, Albinus was upon the road, so he assembled the Sanhedrin of Judges, and brought before them the brother of Jesus, who was called Christ, whose name was James, and some others, or some of his companions, and when he had formed an accusation against them, as breakers of the law, he delivered them to be stoned. Okay, so what does this mean? These are more historical facts that Jesus lived and had a brother named James, and that Jesus was called Christ, the Messiah, by his followers. Do you see how having non-Christian evidence now buttresses what the Bible says? Yes. Next. Josephus also confirms Pilate. He says in his book Antipodes, but now Pilate, the procurator of Judah, removed the army from Caesarea to Jerusalem to take their winter quarters there in order to abolish the Jewish laws. What do you see here? The Jewish historian agrees with the Bible. Matthew 27. They bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. Next. Now this is really funny. Tacitus, who was, you remember who he was? A Roman historian, right? Look at this. In his book, The Annals, it says here, "Constantly to get rid of the report, Nero fastened the guilt and inflicted the most exquisite tortures on a class hated for their abominations, called Christians by the populace. Christus, from whom the name Christians had its origin, suffered the extreme penalty during the reign of Tiberius at the hands of one of our procreators, Pontius Pilate. And the most mischievous superstition, mm-hmm. thus checked for the moment, again, broke out not only in Judea, but what do you think this mischievous superstition is? Mm-hmm. That he rose from the mm-hmm. dead. That, that not only Judea, the first source of the evil, but even in Rome, where all things hideous and shameful were every part of the world finally their center and become popular. <laughs> it says here, Tacitus also talks about Christians. He shares, kind of like that picture I showed you, how a lot of Christians, sadly, they were torn apart by dogs, nailed to crosses, doomed to flames, and burnt to serve as a nightly illumination when daylight had expired. Hmm. Wow. What's a testimony of a former atheist? William Ramsey, this guy was a former atheist, you know. It's pretty awesome to convert atheists. Yes. But you can't convert atheists unless you know the facts. Yeah. Okay. William Ramsey, in his book, St. Paul, the Traveler of the Roman Citizen, he said this, I began with a mind unfavorable to it. More recently, I found myself often brought into contact with the Book of Acts as an authority for the topography, antiquities, and Society of Asia Minor. It was gradually borne in upon me that various details and narratives showed the marvelous truth. The Bible is remarkable. That's right. Yes.
1: Let me just show you some quick archaeology here. Biblical people found by
0: archaeology. Remember I said there's more evidence? Pontius Pilate, Tiberius, talking about here. Tiberius, press it again, bro. Uh-huh. There we go. Here we have an archaeological uh, di- um, uh, stone here that talks about in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was the governor of Judea, this talks about Tiberius right here. Next. Biblical people also found by archaeology. We see here in, from Acts 13, it says they traveled the whole island until they came to Paphos, and there they saw um, someone who was the attendant of the proconsul, Sergius Paulus. Alas. It's cool when you have archaeology that confirms the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. In 1877,
1: an inscription was
0: found near Paphos bearing Sergius Paulus' name and title of proconsul. Council. Next. Mm. Of course, there's tons of evidence of crucifixion even in that time. Because it's really shocking. People will try to say, ah, there was no crucifixion at that time. Of course we of course there was. We have to get evidence of that pretty intense. Crucifixion used by the Romans in Jesus' time to execute criminals. So, what's the logical evidence, family? Either Jesus is Lord, or he's a legend. He never made up the claim of being divine, and the church made it up. Two, he's a liar. He knew his claims were false, but made it up. Or three, he's a lunatic. He didn't know his claims were false, and was sincere. But what's the truth? We know Christianity is true and reasonable. Amen? Amen. So what's the truth? Let's take a look at the next slide. What's your verdict, family? Jesus, (laughs) amen, amen, amen. Logically, it just makes sense. Are you with me here? It just makes sense. But I close with these last two slides. So now, what do you do? Hmm. Talk about it. Go there, bro. So now, what do you do? Go there. Okay, yeah, Jesus is Lord. All right, well, what, I'm sorry, you want me to come over? Uh-huh, okay, I'm coming up. Hey. So what? Is He Lord for you? Yeah. What does the Bible say here in Luke 9, 23? He said to them all, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, die to his sins daily. The cross was a symbol of death. To die himself daily and follow me. The Bible reads in Matthew 28. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. If you're a guest here today, I've got to ask you, do you even know what a disciple is? Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about, oh, I know the 12 apostles. I've heard of this disciple thing. No. Do you know what it means to be a disciple? Because if you don't know what it means to be a disciple, you don't know what it means to be a Christian. Yeah. Are you with me? And if you don't know what it means to be a disciple, how can you obey God's command to go make disciples? Come on, Andrew. Have you made a disciple? Come on. Have you baptized disciples? Are you teaching those disciples who you baptized to obey? That's the definition of Christianity. This is the great commission. But today, here, it's become the great omission, Mm -hmm. the great suggestion. Are you with me here? People want to talk about prosperity. They want to talk about miracles. They want to talk about all this other nonsense besides actually making disciples of Jesus Christ. If you're our guest family, you've come to the right place. The Bible says here in verse John 2, it says, we know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. The man who says, I know him, but does not do his commands, is what? As what? Exactly. Let me be honest with you. I lied to myself for years before I became a true disciple. I was a church musician going in different churches before even university. Played the piano, played the organ, playing for people that I see people do one thing on Sunday and another thing during the week. For three years when I entered university at Cornell, I stopped going to church because I was just disgusted with the hypocrisy and the nonsense until someone finally sat down with me and showed me God's church. Show me the word of God and show me what it meant to be a disciple. I pray that for you, if you're a guest here today, get together with the person who invited you out. Amen. Let's, get, let's get united on the word of God. Yes. The, all this the thousands of churches teaching different things does not honor God. Mm-hmm. That is not what Jesus prayed for. Let's get united on the word of God so we can help more to be saved. Amen. 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 It says here, go back to Isaiah. Isaiah. You're like a son to me says here, the man says, well, we'll close with this one. The man that says, I know who does not do his commands is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. Family, it is an honor to have you here with us today. And my prayer for you is that we can really study out what true discipleship is in the Bible. Some of you have said, ah, preacher, I've done discipleship classes now. I became a Christian and then I did discipleship classes. Does that make any sense? I am a lawyer and now I'm going to go to law school. (laughs) I'm a doctor and now I'm going to go to medical school. Does that make any sense whatsoever? But yet that's what people here in Nigeria do. They say, ah, God, I accept you. I come into my life, I'm now a Christian. Okay, congratulations. Wonderful. Alright, um, have you spoken in tongues yet? No? Okay, go in the room and speak in tongues until you, until you do, You're not, you, it doesn't show me that you're Christian. I'm not joking. This is what people tell people to do. Yep. And then after that, they say, okay, good. Uh, have you done it yet? Okay, now you're a Christian. Good. Now, we'll let you go and for in the next two months, I want you to do, oh, actually no, two years. We'll do your discipleship course. And after you're done, then you can become a worker. Show me that in the Bible. That's not in the Bible family. I mean, no disrespect to those who may believe that, but it's not in the Bible. I, I, this is Easter Sunday. This is my last message here as I'm sharing as we go. I want to encourage you, please, get together with the person that advises you out. Right. Study the Word of God. Because you can't have all these people teaching thousands of different things, and all those thousands of different things cannot all be true. Study the Bible for yourself, obey it, and you'll find the truth for yourself. Thank you and God.